Doctor? What doctor? Doctor who? Doctor who, did you say? Eh? Doctor who? What are you talking about? Or do you really know what you're talking about? Hello, folks. Welcome to uh, us returning to 1966 Gatwick. Um, yeah. You weren't alive in 66, were you? No, you no, were just I a was, gleam. I was a twinkle in my parents' eyes. Uh, no, I, I was born 68, so... Ah. I, I, I've been to Gatwick, and I've been to many, many airports in my life. Um, I can't imagine that the way this one's run was how they were run <laughs> somehow this throughout my notes i've got this isn't how airports work yeah i don't think they did much in the way of field research did they no i which is uh, you, at first i thought well that's really strange because everyone must have used an airport but then had they in the 60s it was like the 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 holiday to the Costa del Sol. Oh, that didn't happen. Didn't yeah, didn't wasn't wasn't around till like mid seventies, late seventies. No, that's why people, people went on cruises. It was cheaper yeah. to go on a cruise than fly anywhere. Yeah. You know? Um I, I, I don't know. I mean of course, you know, this story they that they did film at Gatwick. Yes. Um and it is incredible to see just how, you know, quiet the lounges are and that when you see see you know actual location stuff inside at Gatwick but no yeah. I, I don't think you know uh, they they were allowed up to the control tower I mean the control tower it's not in this it's it's like a room there's no windows well, nobody's looking out the window no it's really weird this because the it's, it's almost like we did Planet of the Giants last time and we were sort of saying that the sets were quite small so they would turn a corner just turn around 90 degrees and it was a different place hmm. this actually happens doesn't it at one point the doctor goes in to see the commandant um and says uh i need to speak to this this person he's a traffic controller and he goes okay we'll we'll go to them and they literally turn around and, and part of there. his office <laughs> is where the air traffic controllers are sat yeah so it must be must be noisy for him mustn't it Mm, yeah. But yeah, I don't think safety was their uh, their strong suit at this point. Then, if that if this is real to life, it is um, quaint though to see very deserted quaint. airports. I mean, it's like when we see you know the Doctor in sixties London, you know, for the war machines or anything. Yeah. Um, hardly any cars around, you know. Well, it's it's weird as well that like there's a a, a couple of scenes where they're on obviously on the apron. And you look over, and there's just like a, a normal uh, two-foot-high wire fence, mm. and that's the boundary of the airport. Yeah. And it, it's it's a different. It was a different time, wasn't it? it was, absolutely, you know. absolutely. So, so this is um, famously a, uh, a an almost completely missing um, story. Yes. Four out of the six episodes are gone. Um, did you watch the animation or the reconstruction for I this? watched the reconstruction. I have watched the animation. I, I enjoyed the animation. Um, it's quite a well-animated one, but the trouble with the animation is it goes off-piste 
very rapidly. They they they're not really like some of the animations. They try try and follow the camera directions and almost trying to make it as if you were watching it. This mm-hmm. is what it would have been. Whereas faceless ones, they go completely with a uh, bit like um, the uh, uh, Fury from the Deep. It's like what would they have done if they'd have had the money? What would it, and there's lots of little in jokes in the background. Yeah, um, and it, I don't really. I appreciate what they're doing, but I don't. I don't think it gives you a good idea of what the story would have been. Uh, whereas I think watching the recons—that's why I prefer to yeah. watch the recons. Okay, sometimes, and in this story, you know, there's a fair bit of padding, so that can oh, be a bit slow it? sometimes when you're just looking at a still image. We had this with uh, the space pirates, didn't we? Yes. When we were watching that, and if you're just looking at a still of somebody's face for ten seconds and just listening to somebody walking around, well, there, yeah, there's a hell of drags. a lot of. Um, of dead air isn't there on this one where yeah. like, say you, all you'll hear is footstep footstep door footstep footstep and like a five minute scene when no one's talking and of course because there's no um narration you're going what's going on then you you're trying to look at the picture and go what what are they meant to be doing here mm. um but yeah it, it it was a i won't say it, it wasn't as big a slog as um space pirates i don't think i found lots lots to enjoy about this one but hmm. the pacing is is very off isn't it that's my problem with it i mean i i've never seen it before um and um i knew it was the, oh it's the one at gatwick um but i didn't know anything else about it um and from what i can see i mean i i, I mean i i'm guessing if we did see it it would be incredibly atmospheric because the music is fantastic yeah yeah, the music. What what we see, unfortunately, for the um, the surviving episodes, they're again. It always seems to happen, doesn't it? They're probably the most bland episodes that survive. Yeah. Um, like we don't see any of the model work, and the, the stills of the model work looks great. It's like, oh, that looks good. Um, but yeah, we don't get any of that. We get episode one, which is nice because most of it is just them faffing about on the apron at Gatwick. Um, and then episode three, which is you get a little bit of story stuff, but it it becomes readily apparent again that like most Troutons, the money had gone. There's like three sets. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're but not that I impressive. Think, yeah, from what I, I I can make out, and a lot of it I can't, so I've got questions for you as, as we go through this. But from what I can make out, and from what I can hear, um, I'm thinking if if this had been a four parter, yeah, uh, get rid of a lot of padding. This could be a brilliant story yeah yeah because i think the story holds up really well i mean the the logic is mental when we get to <laughs> why they're doing it but it's, it it feels very atmospheric and there's a couple of really creepy bits in it mm. and what we see of the, the the faceless ones they seem quite a creepy unnerving sort of foe mm. um yeah it, it's one i would like to see i mean perhaps it has i mean there's all these rumors that they're yeah, going right to announce, yep. uh, you know, lots of found episodes. But it's one I would like to see. I'd rather see this than the Space Pirates recovery. Oh yes, most definitely, most definitely. So I, don't, I don't think I don't think watching that is going to add much to it because the story was so bland. But this has actually got quite a nice, nice little story. Uh, it's just one of those where the minute you think about it, it's like that's not how things work. Well, let's What's think about on? it. Let's let, yeah. let, let's look at it, shall we? Excuse me. We're looking for someone in authority. Just a moment, sir. All in good time. Thank you, madam. Now, sir, 
Your passport, please. I've got no time for that. We want to see someone in authority. I am in authority. Your passport, please. You don't understand. We, we have something important to report. Yes, sir. When you found your passport. The next one, please. What's a passport, Doctor? Some sort of official mumbo-jumbo. Look! We just discovered a, a dead body out there. Did you hear me? Well, sir, if I were you, I'd inform the police. Then please tell me where we can find them. There's probably a policeman in the main concourse. And where is that? Through this door and turn to your left. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Come on, Steve. May I see your passport, <coughs> sir? We neither of us have passports. Now, does that satisfy you? I think you must be mistaken, sir. You couldn't have got on the aircraft without passport. What aircraft? The one you arrived on, sir. We didn't arrive on an aircraft. Now, look here, sir. This joke's gone far enough. You know and I know that you must have arrived here on the last inbound flight, which was flight number 729 from Madrid. We're not talking about TARDIS. Oh. What, sir? It's the way we got here. You gentlemen wouldn't know anything about a police box, would you? That's just what I'm saying. Real. I really think that our mode of conveyance is irrelevant. The important thing is that we've discovered a dead body out there and we want to report it to someone in authority. I think you'll have plenty of opportunity to see someone in authority. Well, thank you. Will you take a seat, please? Over thank there. you very much. Give me the commandant, please. Hello, sir. Jenkins here. Immigration desk number five. I think I've got two of your suspects here. First question of the day. Okay. I mean, the TARDIS lands at Gatwick. Yes. Why do they run away as soon as they come out and they see an aeroplane? Why do they run away? I don't. I don't know. They what? Because the TARDIS lands and we immediately see the TARDIS is on casters, which I think is lovely and quaint. Um, but yeah, they come out and Jamie sees the the big metal beastie, um, and yeah, then they they scatter. Yeah. Why split up? I, don't, I Well, I mean, for for story purposes, I just think because I. If I remember rightly, I might be, I might be misremembering. It might be in a different set of companions, but I think Ben and Polly were meant to leave in the story before, weren't they? And contractually, ah. they they still had two episodes that they had to pay him for or something. So this wasn't meant to be their leaving story. And it's quite obvious they they do nothing in this story. Well, they vanish. I've yeah. got a question later on. Where, where the bloody hell do yeah. they go? I mean, everyone moans about. Um, uh, what's her face before Polly? Uh, what was the companion? The Manchester lass. Oh, um, um, Dodo. Dodo. Everyone complains about Dodo leaving uh, is terrible. But this is, I think, probably almost as bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they decide to split up. Um, and hide as well. And hide, so. yeah. I don't... Because they don't immediately land on an alien planet and go, let's hide. It's usually, let's introduce ourselves to people. Yeah. Um, it, it's hilarious as well that the airport was just being patrolled by uh, normal coppers. Yeah. Just like it's part of their beat. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and from the still images, that it, it does look like something from Dixon and Doc Green. Yes, I think along. so, yeah. Because now Arms beyond they their just been machine gunned down yeah, <laughs> as yeah. they ran. Yeah, um, different world. Different do you, world. Do you think if Polly wasn't in it, then it would have been Jamie who would have gone into this chameleon tours and see? Uh, I think got so. Zapped. Yeah, I th- I reckon it would have been Jamie because um, I can't remember whether they were they were going to introduce another companion in the previous story when they left. I th- I know they were going to uh, introduce uh, Sam as a character, weren't they? Mm, but yeah. 
but she just didn't want to do it. Um, which is a shame because I think she's a great character in this. She's, she does more in this than I think Polly's done in all of the time she was in. Mm. Um, but yeah, I imagine it would have been the 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 Doctor and Jamie get split up, and yeah, Jamie stumbles upon the this this absolutely weird uh, hangar that that contains their the back room and the main office yeah and is connected to their kiosk in the airport yeah somehow. i don't know how the geography works here no no it's it's very very confusing um also i we'll we cover it later on but at one point uh, i think in episode two they the the police go into this back room because they're, they're looking for the body and they go um who who owns and runs this place? And it's the pilot. Yeah. What? I mean, that's a small airline, isn't it? When the the guy that runs it is also the pilot. Yeah. And yeah. man in the office and it, the kiosk. Well, like you say, they've not got much money. No, um, no sadly. I, I I had absolutely no idea Wanda Ventham was in this. No, no, no. I'd forgotten as well. She doesn't do a lot, but it's nice to see her in it. Yeah, because we've just been talking about her on our Jerry Anderson show. Yes, we've yeah. just done UFO when she's got that most massive wig on. Here it's uh, rather smaller because this is, you know, like uh, four years before, isn't yes, it? Three yeah. or four years before. Um, but good to see her. Yeah, uh, I, I enjoy seeing her. Again, she doesn't do a lot. Um, so I'm presuming she wasn't that well known No. in 66. No. Um, we meet our um, absolutely stock... Uh, Troughton-esque um, rebellious or, or nasty unbelievable authority figure don't we this commandant yeah. he gets better but right away he's immediately belligerent and yeah. doesn't believe anything anyone says um, which is normally this is the figure in the base under siege storyline isn't it and it, I suppose this is sort of like that but yeah I'm a bit I, the Troughton era, to me, they found what they thought was winning formula and just ran it to the yeah, ground. And this yeah. is one aspect of it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I do like these two chameleons. You know, Captain Captain Blade and the other bloke. I like the way when they're talking. It's it reminded me so much of Star One, where you got Stott talking to his yes, mate, yeah. and it's just something about their delivery. You know, something's up. Here with these yeah, there's two. some something very alien about their line delivery, and it. I, I mean, they don't mention at all that the faceless ones are meant to be like um, non-emotional or anything. But or they all play them as like Vulcans, almost, don't they? They just yeah. matter of fact saying it. But yeah, I, I like our, our villains here. I like the 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 guy playing the the chief pilot, stroke owner, stroke everything else of uh, chameleon tours um it's really nice as well you know occasionally you'll get a story and you'll get a shot from it that you know from every publicity photo and you know trout and hiding behind the wheel yeah of the plane yeah. oh that's it's like we've all seen that so many times mm. and you actually see it in this episode and it's like oh that's great i love that yeah there's no doubt they are at gatwick this isn't oh, um yeah. Something over at Lime Grove that they've made out. out, out no, no, no. This and... is, this is, and they make the most of it. I think. Yeah. I'm presuming they probably only had one day's film in there. Probably but, not. No, more it, it looks good. It looks yeah, good. It, it looks good. It's nice to see actual planes coming in. 
you know that's something unusual for Doctor Who we don't normally don't get to see stuff like this um, but uh, no it's um the other the other thing that I hadn't realized and that when they find the uh, chameleon tours hangar office space is I it just struck me watching it this time the the logo for chameleon tours is the logo from Celestial Toy Room, the magazine, for years. You know, the Doctor Who fan magazine. Oh, right, yeah. The CT. And oh, I like, oh, for God's sake, I didn't realise. Chameleon Tours. Yeah, Chameleon oh. Tours. But, uh, yeah, it, it's, um, it's really, really nice to see that. And then they go into the office, and then um, we get the first hint that this isn't just a normal story, and it is someone's shot with a... a what, could only be described as a ray gun. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a ray gun, doesn't yeah. it? It sounds like a ray gun. Yeah, and po- Polly sees it. She she yes, she witnesses yeah. it, doesn't she? Yeah, she witnesses uh, witness it going off, and uh, yeah, we find there's a like a, a hidden room uh, and postcards. Um, it's really good mystery starting, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's re- really nice little mystery. It's what the hell is going on here? Um, it's it's pushing it though that when she goes and tells the doctor, I like the way when she tells the doctor somebody's been murdered. His first instinct is we must catch the murderer. You must show yes. me this body. And uh, when they go back, she gets nabbed and the other two don't notice. Yeah, that that's a bit. I mean, we get this a lot in Blake Seven, don't we? When they when they uh, teleport up and then for some reason no one notices Cal is missing or Jenna's missing. But this one is is hilarious because yeah, they're walking along. Jamie and uh, uh, the doctor in front, and Polly following him, and he just grabs her, yeah. and they just carry. I mean, I wonder how far they got before they went. Well, do you remember Polly? Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, the audience does the same thing, don't it? Do you remember Polly? Yeah. And as that's happening, we see Ben. Ben pops up briefly. Yes. Um, he stumbles across the place, and then also meets old old Wanda there. Yeah. Um, and and Captain Blade. Um, but then he goes away again. Uh, I don't know what he's doing for most of this story. He's just wandering yeah. around, isn't he? Well, yeah, it's weird because he sort of... He tries to pretend he's new and working at the airport. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't really catch on. So he then he leaves and goes away. But that's sort of it, isn't it? Until mm. the final episode. Yeah. What is, What's he what, doing? Yeah, what in, if this was real world, what is he doing? Just I reckon he was just hanging around Gatwick Lounge, getting some booze and that yeah the duty freeze yeah yeah so so we've we've got these two you know captain blade and the other one whose name i can't remember um they they inject a body in a box right yes who's dressed by them and helped out the building and we get them going up the escalator and that through through gatwick and taken to the medical center um and we see the back of his horrible head and that's the end of episode one but, yeah, I wish but, we saw more of the the faceless ones moving because what we do see, it looks like it's quite a good suit. It does, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and and the and the still shots of its face or f- lack of face face is really good. Yeah. But this is what these chameleons look like, isn't it? He, he, yes. He's not a disfigured. No, no, this is of anything. Um, we we find out later on, weirdly, uh, that there was a massive explosion and it robbed them of their personalities pick what you want from that i don't know how that equates to them having no faces or why having no face means you have no personality and your race is doomed why are they injecting him what's the injection for 
I don't know. I, I, I presume it's something to do with the, the process where he takes on the form of a human, but they don't bother doing that to anyone else. No. And how are these chameleons getting to Earth? Do, do, do they have a charter flight of just them in the plane from time to time and bringing them down from that satellite space station? That's a good point. I never thought of that because we learn, and spoilers again, we learn um, that that there's a, what, tw- do they say 24 or 36? Or there's not 25. many. 25 chameleons in the airport. Yeah. And we learn that they're, they're taking bodies back to their space station so that they can eventually be trans the bodies they need to keep on ice it gets very confusing so that they can keep the personalities but yeah how did the first ones get down here mm. did they have the plane and that built and came in or did did they stumble across the airport and thought oh this is andy mm. Mm. i don't i mean we're, we're going to have to discuss their plans in detail a bit later yeah on because a bit, bit later on cause, yeah, yeah yeah it's very very complicated yeah, we didn't say before the end of episode one, um, the Doctor and Jamie um, um, stumble across Polly, but Polly yes. doesn't recognise them. Well, I, I love, I love this that that Troughton's Doctor, you know, he's defeated all these enemies. He gets absolutely scuppered by red tape at an airport because he meets Christopher Tranchell, and um, there's this like I could watch these scenes forever. Where he's they're just he's like. You need a passport. I haven't got a passport. Mm. It's just great. It's really good comedy stuff. But yeah, they um, this this plane comes in. We never see these planes sort of coming in. So these people appear, and one of them is Polly, and the mm. doctor is like, "Oh, Polly, it's you." But she doesn't recognise him, and she's she says she's Michelle Lopez. This From this Zurich. is where the the big fan. Errors. Oh. So we're in the eighties when I was a fan. Polly's last name was always given as Lopez. Polly Lopez. Oh, okay. Um, because of this. Because of this, yes. Um, and it's not. It's not. I think that she was. She was meant to be Polly Wright, wasn't she? But then they realised. Well, it's only been three female companions since we had Barbara Wright. It doesn't uh, seem. So uh. they just didn't bother. Um, but yeah, for years everyone thought that Polly's name was Polly Lopez. Um, but it's just from here. She's Michelle Lopez. Is this Polly, or is this a chameleon pretending to be Polly? That's a blooming good point. I couldn't work it out because have they hypnotised her? Because if they can hypnotise humans and brainwash them to do what they want, why take over the staff yeah. at the air control? Why not just because then you take any risk of someone discovering them? So I I don't know. Is this meant? To, I. Is this Polly has been duplicated and this is the duplicate? When you're duplicated, I mean, this is all very Invasion of the Body Snatchers, isn't it? You know? Yes. When you're duplicated, um, the duplicate, the chameleon that then resembles you and has your memories and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, d- where do the clothes come from? Do, do, do their clothes change as well? That's a good point. I don't know, because when we see them later on miniaturised or in crates rather quaintly they put the bodies in crates um they're still clothed yeah yeah because it almost feels like the logic of this isn't that these are chameleons taking on the appearance but like you said more body snatchers in it that they yeah. take over bit confusing we do get uh classic uh trouton when i say run 
run. Yes. I like yep. that. It's like, yay! Yep, yep. Um, he doesn't, of course, he doesn't believe that that's the real Polly. He says no. that's not the real Polly, and he reckons that Chameleon Tours is bait. Uh, cheap holidays for 18 to 25 year olds. Yeah, but budget tours. Yeah. Um, oh, and I've also written written down Ben finally arrives from somewhere. So Ben yeah, pops up in episode been. two. I don't know where he's been. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, it, I think I think in my notes I've put Ben. He's had one scene in this episode. I don't know why they bothered with him. And that's like I say, I know they owed he owed them time, didn't he? They yeah, because they did discuss. I think just paying them off, and then the BBC went, "But we're not paying someone off." Yeah, you take us for. I think I think that is the real Polly because of course she makes a slip, doesn't she? When she's talking to the doctor, she says about somebody being shot, and the doctor's like, "I never said anything about um, anyone being yeah. shot." So, which kind of like breaks down her, her programming a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, it. Um, the doctor immediately picks up that there's something up here that the story is you know, that she's not not who she's sort of pretending to be. Yeah. Um, but then uh, they say, weirdly, that they say, um, "What are you coming into the country for, and where from?" She don't she say she's from Switzerland or something. From Zurich, yes. Zurich, and she doesn't sound like she's from Zurich. Yeah, he said that's a very good accent. Yeah, she's like, I've got a very good teacher. <laughs> yeah, and then he goes, um, "What are you here for?" And she goes, "Oh, I've got a job with Communion Tours," and then immediately walks to the kiosk and gets. It's like that's not how airports starts... work. <laughs> Just step um, off the plane and you've got the yeah. job. I'd like to see episode two just for the uh, what looks like a lot of fun, which is the Doctor Ben and Jamie in the photo in the in the photo booth. Yeah, I, I think that would be a classic bit of uh, slapstick comedy. I do like that. Um, when when Polly goes to the booth, so this this is like I say the 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 geography. I don't get this because the booth is in the airport. Uh, what do you call it? You know, the foyer, the, mm. the whatever you call it, the, the inside. But the back of the kiosk, you can go through that and get into the hidden office yeah. that's connected of to that the hangar. hangar outside. Yeah. Is it meant to be like some sort of alien technology or do you think they just run out of sets? They didn't have enough sets, yeah. Yeah. It's at that point, yeah, Pauline Collins arrives, doesn't she? Samantha yes. arrives. Samantha, yeah. Her brother's disappeared. In Rome. They had a postcard from him. Yeah. Um, that's that's an interesting sort of uh, thing. This the postcards because that that sort of harkens back to the concentration camps because the, yeah. the the, the yeah. Germans would send postcards out to give the idea that that the the concentration camp victims were all happy and enjoying it. Yeah. Um, very dark idea for this sort of program, but. Um, yeah, it, I, I, I did in, I did sort of enjoy that. But yeah, her, her brother disappeared, and the police basically said, "We're not going to do anything." People dis, you know, young lads disappear in Spain all the time. Very cavalier, yeah, you know. Um, but so she's come to investigate it. I really like her. I mean, obviously we, you know, from the Likely Lads and that, but uh, not Likely Lads, uh, Live Birds. Yeah. But I really like her. I think she's got a bit of uh, oomph. She's got spunk. Got spunk, yes. As they say. Yeah. Well, Jamie would like her to have some spunk, wouldn't he? Yeah, they have a good. Um, yeah, you yeah, can tell they chemistry, th- yeah. they got good chemistry, the two of them. Yes, yeah. Because I think didn't uh, Fraser Hines tried to go out with her, didn't he? He tried he to was. go out with everyone, didn't he? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I've next written down, does Ben find Polly in a box? So yeah, I don't, there I must don't be know. some imagery that's made me write that down. Maybe yeah. Polly is in a box somewhere. It could be. So this is this could be a chameleon. That would explain a lot. Um, again, it would be great to see this. Um, we do. We meet the new because the the guy that was shot that Polly saw getting shot. He was Inspector Gascoigne, the police inspector. Yes. And now the chief inspector's turned up, and of course it's the. Um, it's the guy from Dalek Invasion of Earth, isn't it? That's he right, was, yeah. He was in yeah. That. He's a great actor. I really like him. He's one of those really believable actors. Um, and he's great in this. I, I think he's one of the strongest He's characters. really good. And yeah. I think it's a really good touch that when, you know, the imitation version yep. uh, doesn't have the Scottish accent. Yeah, And neither great, does yeah. the imitation Jamie. That That's really shocking, isn't it? To hear Fraser Hines not in a, with the Scottish accent. Yeah. That really is a good touch. Yeah, that... That's nice. I do love as well the very actor's business. He he plays with his pipe through everything. Yeah, uh, it's very very good. Uh, I'm trying to think of his name. Bernard. Bernard yep. K. Bernard King. Something. I think like it's Bernard yeah. King. I think Bernard it's Bernard King. King. Um, yeah, he he he's he's great. Um, I've got in my notes here. When will Ben do something? Yes. Yeah, he doesn't do a lot in this one. He does gets he? caught shortly after that, doesn't he? But yes. I don't understand the end to this episode too because, you know, the Doctor finds that air traffic controller in a box, sat up in yep. a box, and a voice says, help me, I'm suffocating. Yes. Who is that talking? That, that I, I, I presume that was a recording they play to get the Doctor to go into the room. Right. So I don't know whether it's meant to be the the guy in the box, the air, the air traffic controller guy, or who's doing it. But I, I had to watch it a couple of times and then go, oh, okay, I wonder, that's just a lure. I right. thought it was the I thought it was the body. It's like, oh, that's really creepy. They're, they're conscious while they're doing this, but I don't think it's meant to be that. Because they talk in episode one about, you know, the faceless one, the chameleon there, that he's suffocating. You've got to talk of, of suffocating with that one as well. Yeah. So not quite sure what's going on. Um, and uh, this whole thing, I thought it was gas coming into the room, but it seems it, it's actually it's freezer, freezing. Right, yeah. yeah. It's, it's hilarious as well that the budget's run out. The gas nozzle, it's just a plug hole. Right? It is a plug hole, yeah. yeah. But if, if that is like a freezing spray, uh, surely the best thing would be the doctor not to walk across and look yeah, at it. Yeah, and stick his face into it. Yeah. I do like he, he stops it by jamming his hankies into it. Yeah, he just bungs the hole up. Yeah. <laughs> not, not, the, not the best plan on these. Uh, no sonic screwdriver yeah. to get you out of this one. You just, just stick your hanky in. Um, yeah. I've, I've written great atmosphere and great music through all yeah. this because the music is fantastic. Yeah, the music's really good. Um, very, very different to what they normally do. Um, and I think if we if we were watching this if it was not a reconstruction I think a lot of the pacing issues might be fixed as well yeah because it's very difficult when, like say when you get long stretches of no soundtrack and you're just looking at a still it can make it seem a lot longer but I imagine there's a lot going on visually visually yeah yeah I like um, you know when the doctor finds the uh, the fake controller at work yeah um I like how the inspector doesn't disbelieve the doctor. Yeah, that's what Un- I really Unlike the, uh, the commandant, who immediately does. I like yeah. that inspector. I, I really do. He's open-minded, and he immediately sort of notices that the doctor's a lot more intelligent than he's acting. 
Um, and he gives him the benefit of doubt. He would have, he would have been a great unit. You know, yeah. If if it, if I know unit wasn't around now, but if at the end of this he would have uh, pulled out his card, the doctor says, "Are you going back to Scotland Yard?" And he goes, "What makes you think I come from Scotland Yard?" And he flashes a unit badge. That would have made perfect sense. They should but have yeah, done that in the animation. Oh yeah, that would have been good. Yeah, he's really uh, he's really open minded. He immediately is like, "Well, you know, tell me more. What's the theory?" And he lets the doctor prove what's happening. Um, whereas the commandant's just he's like, "You got you got." 12 hours, and then I'm going to have you taken off the airport. There's good chemistry, like you said, between um, uh, Fraser and uh, Pauline and uh, Jamie and Sam. Really, even though they've only just met, you really get the feeling they care for each other. Yeah. Yeah, very well done. We we then get the scene which I said mentioned earlier, which where all the air traffic controllers are sat in the commandant's office. <laughs> That's brilliant, and I, I like think... the doc. The doctor just goes up to him, and uh, basically scares him off, and he runs up. No one's no one's concerned that this guy's an air traffic controller. Yeah. yeah. I just I like to think that because of the doctor doing that, a jumbo jet crashed. <laughs> it was a mid-air <laughs> collision. Doctor. Yeah. yeah. I, I, it's about this point, I like the line from Jamie, he actually says, what's happened to Ben and Polly? Yeah. To which yeah, we all say, yeah. yeah, what happened to them then? Yeah, didn't they used to be in this story? Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's very noticeable. Yeah. It's shortly after that, I mean, we're getting near the end of episode three, that's when yeah. the, the inspector goes, uh, he's on the plane and he goes up to the cockpit of the plane and it's all alien controls, isn't it? It's not yeah, a conventional no, plane. Nice little scene. I um, I like this, but they're they're talking about the 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 plane, and again, it's like, have you if you ever been to an airport? Mm. You know, they they. I like that that they say um, later on they go um, uh, we've checked with the Spanish airport and none of our planes ever arrived. <laughs> Wouldn't that have been <laughs> mentioned? Yes, you know. uh, yeah. It, it it was simpler times then, it wasn't was it? It was much yeah. simpler times. Yeah, yeah. Episode four is is a missing episode, and I can't work out what's going on because somehow, you know, the Doctor, Samantha, and Jamie are knocked out. Yeah, and they can't move when they come to, and there's like a very Mister on beam of light. Yes, that's moving around, and the Doctor does something like he flicks something at it, or. No, it's the mirror, mirror, isn't it? Yeah, he uses yeah. Samantha's it, mirror. It causes it to explode. Um, yeah, it, again, it's probably a great scene to watch, but it doesn't make a lot of sense when there's only one still image of it. Yeah. And, and no, it goes on for ages yeah. as well. It does go on for a bit. Again, we're, we're, into, we're into the filler episodes here, aren't we? Where yeah. the, plot's, the plot's gone as far as it can, and you can't solve it. So no. there's quite a bit of running about, escape and capture, um, you know... Just, just filler, pure filler. Yeah, you said that you know the plan was to have Pauline Collins uh, come on board at the end of this story. Um, yeah. Is this why there's a a, a a a beginning of a romance? I mean, Jamie actually gets a snog. That's never happened before yeah, in the show, is it? Before. Yeah, I, I think that was the plan. It was. The, I mean, it would have been interesting had she come aboard. How they would have carried this on? Do you think um, the Doctor would have got jealous? I don't know because we we sort of get hints of it. With Victoria, don't we? We get hints that, like in Enemy of the World, they're quite obviously written as boyfriend-girlfriend. Um, 
so I don't know whether that's holdovers from this. Um, but I, I would have liked to have seen it. I think they could have done a lot with it. Because then, then you could have had Jamie leaving. Yeah. In love. And it actually means something, you know. Yeah. Whereas normally, it's like with Lilo, it's, uh, it's someone she met two minutes ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, enjoy all, I enjoy all the scenes where they're together. I think they, they do make a good couple. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, at that point, that's when old Wanda pretends to be ill to get the nurse out yeah. of there so the doctor can go in and, um, and have a no, no, uh, nose around. Again, we get the creepy music, but nothing seems to m- much happen apart from he meets uh, Jenkins, you know, the, the job's worth, yes. who's now a doppelganger. Yeah, he he's now been taken over. Um, I do like the the very again very very quaint scenes of where uh, Wanda is collapses and then they go to the nurse's office. Or they call the nurse out because they want to get her out of the office. Yeah, and um, she go. It's, her, the nurse's professional opinion is um, uh, that they've overworked her and not let her have breakfast. Yes, <laughs> more innocent um, times. I, I, I like the way. I mean, we've we, we've mentioned on the Jerry Anderson show a couple of times now this uh, that the reappearance of uh, Manston Airport. Yeah. Down here in Kent, I think I'm going to start a Manston Airport in science fiction tally because it's mentioned here the RAF yeah. fighter that that trails the next plane takes up from Manston. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm presuming it must have been one of the main RAF ones after the war. Yeah. Because yeah, everyone, so. everyone mentions it. Um, yeah. It's interesting. We we find out that these uh, these budget chameleon uh, flights are twenty eight quid to Rome. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That must have been quite Blimey. a bit of money in the sixties. Yeah, not anymore, is it? What no. can twenty eight pound buy you now? I no? reckon you could get to Rome on twenty eight quid. I reckon there's a there'll be an easy jet or a you know a Ryanair flight. Of course, you'll have to pay for everything else on the flight, including your oxygen. Um, mm. But but yeah, it's very good. I do like this um, this sort of where they 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 arrange for the RAF uh, fighter to escort the plane out and keep an eye on it, and then in a very dark turn, the chameleons destroy it. Yep, zaps it. Yeah, zaps it, uh, and it's like, ooh, they've just killed that pilot. Yeah. Um, and uh, the commandant, of course, because he's disbelieving, he thinks they. Uh, had a collision mid-air. Yeah. Because that's the only thing that could explain uh, a radar blip not moving and disappearing. I do like the doctor basically going, well, there's another explanation. Uh, they could have gone up. It went up instead of down. Yeah. Yes, yeah. That's um, great. Do you remember when you watched the animation of this, how how Jamie gets on board the plane? Well, this, again, in my notes, I've put, this is not how airports work. So Jamie's got no passport. We know that. Yeah. He takes uh, the ticket that's in the name of uh, Sam, yeah, um, and he manages to get on the plane with it. And so, the, what was it that simple back then? Well, perhaps it was. Perhaps you didn't need a passport. You just went, "Look, I'm British," mm. and they went, "Of course, sir. Let you on." Um, the only thing I can think of is he turned up at the gate, and uh, the chameleon. Um, people checking the tickets they knew he didn't have a passport they thought well we want a body anyway we'll just let him on yeah but there's a discrepancy with numbers later on yes the yeah. stewardess can't account for the numbers i don't i, I presume he he stows away somewhere yeah, on that how, plane at how some do you point. how was he hiding the toilets 
Yeah, there's there's not a lot of um, thought on how planes work, is there? No. In this one. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I'm presuming. Yeah, perhaps he stowed away and and hid somewhere. I don't know because because I mean yeah I mean this is the end of episode four beginning of yeah. episode five and you know yeah the the plane I'd love to see the model work of oh, this. I would yeah. This, I, I mean the, did they really have a model plane whose wings swept back as it went up into space and then docked with this? Well, I think spaceship? I think they did because this this was a story where Shawcraft lost the yes contract wasn't it because they built this plane but they they hadn't. Um, they hadn't worked out how to hang it, so the BBC had to hang it. Oh, no, it's it not the plane, it's the satellite. Satellite, that was it. Yeah, yeah. But there was something up with the wings. The wings were meant to sweep and swing, weren't they? And something something happened, and it just wasn't good enough. Um, right. But the, the model shots look great in the stills we see. Yeah. Um, I would like to see them. Oh, it would be nice. Yeah, let, yeah. Let, let, let's get episode four and episode yeah. five, because episode four five... five would be good. Yeah, Wherever Jamie's been hiding, he comes out, and we've got yep. more of these faceless ones. I don't know what they're doing on that plane. I mean, are, are they just cleaning it, or or what? I don't know. I presume so, because um, because we learn that the the passengers are miniaturised, aren't they? Is that what they're doing? Are they picking yeah. them up? Do you think each Could each, be, yeah. each passenger is just in the middle of each seat, and that's what yeah, they're just doing? sat there. They're harvesting Cause, cause, it. Because a couple of episodes back, before we find out they're miniaturised, I, I thought, so what, the, if the passengers just disappear, why do they need the plane? Mm. But then it turns out they're actually miniaturised. So I wonder if there was a shot somewhere that we didn't get a telesnap of, of, you know, a passenger on a massive seat sort of thing. Oh, it could be. You know, like in a John Pertwee sort of uh, shrunken you, master victim. You know, way. it could be because when, when you know, Jamie is exploring and he... Meet, uh, finds that big, you know, th- unit of filing trays, and he opens it, and the people were, you know, yeah. he sees the little people inside. There's no shock horror music, clapping no, thing so, goes off. So it's all very matter of fact. Perhaps we're meant to have seen it already. Um, I love, I love the the very sort of quaint as well thing that they do, where they know this air traffic controller guy uh, that eventually, you know, becomes a, a bit of a turncoat. Um, they know that there's something up with him. He run off from his job. Mm-hmm. They know the doctor keeps saying he's an alien. They keep letting him back in to yeah. do air traffic control stuff. Yeah, because that's when he, he tries nabbing him again. He tries yes, running for yeah. it, but he doesn't. And that's when they find out that he's, he's got this thing on his arm, yeah. which is a link to the original. Yeah, and if you if you muck about with it, you could destroy the 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 faceless copy. Yeah. Um, I do like Troughton. He, he goes from whimsy to menace on you know on a sixpence he's oh, yeah. such a good actor um but yeah i like i like this scene a lot where he uh he basically did, he solves this entire thing through force of will doesn't he yeah Trouton in this it's really good yeah he gets out of meadows that's the name of the controller meadows yes. you know that this is a race that's uh slowly dying out yep they want fifty thousand uh people all miniaturised, so I'm, I'm guessing there's fifty thousand of them, but I don't know where they're coming from. Well, they do say there's a home planet, don't they? That in episode six, uh, they 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 want to. They're in the, almost at the point where they're going to transport the the bodies they've got. Yeah, but they need the originals as well, though, don't yeah. they? The originals have to be kept safe. And yes, and here here's my big question, right? 
So you're a, a chameleon, and you know the 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 original whose you know form you've taken is back at Gatwick Gatwick Airport, hidden. Presumably, as you go through life, that original has to be fed. But the weird thing is, we find later on that the, all the bodies that they've got at Gatwick are hidden in car boots. Is that what has happened? Yeah, in the car park. Yeah, they, there's there's a hot, there's a long stretch where you're listening to people opening and closing car doors and boots. Oh, is that what they're doing? And then it cuts to a shot, and there's bodies with the boots open. So I can only imagine they've they've dumped the bodies in the boots of their own cars. But that's not very good, is it? Because, like well, you say, you've got, what, three, four days and they're going to die? They're going to die. They don't understand the human race very well, do they, no, these aliens? No. I mean, the only thing I think of is that the, the guy that takes uh, the, the DI's body, the guy in charge, he knows that these, these, these 25 people that have set all this up, they're going to be sacrificed. Mm. That's the only way it would work. Um, this is where we learn that there was a massive explosion on their planet and they lost their identities. Hmm. I don't, what does that mean? I don't know what that means at all. What, what are the chameleons getting? I mean, lucky they're called chameleons, isn't it? Hmm. That's another really lucky name. Um, what are they getting out of this? Because they don't appear to get the personality of the body they're taking over. Because they they all become, you know, Vulcan. Is it the the yeah? Is it the, the the ultimate goal is to just live on Earth as amongst us? I don't know. Because if it's purely with none of because the, the the thing is called the faceless one. So if it is it that they all look alike, and they need some way to tell each other apart, because they could have just bought hats, couldn't they, <laughs> and saved a lot of effort. Yes, or or different ties. Different ties, yeah. Yes, yeah. I think yeah. they've gone about this a very convoluted way. I, I, I don't understand what their ultimate goal is. It's not world domination or the usual trope, is it? No. They the just other, want to survive, which is fair enough, but amongst us... Yeah, the other thing is... I, th- I th- Unless this, this guy in charge is sacrificing these 25, why not just put the bodies on the plane and let them be militarised as well? Yeah. You know... Why not just come to Earth and say, hello, we're an alien species, we're refugees, can yeah. you help us? And, uh, can, can you supply us with some personalities? And they went, yeah, yeah, we've got uh, Jimmy Savile, <laughs> Gary, um, Glitter. Gary Glitter, <laughs> Rolf Harris, you can have all of that. Um, mm. I do like, uh, there's a, a shot of, they, they, Samantha gets grabbed again, and there's a shot, and she's wearing the most um, 1960s polka dot shorts. Yes. I was like, I'd like to see them in uh, in moving about. I said, like, yeah. "Wow, talk about fashion!" Yeah, um, yeah. The chamele- another chameleon plate plane takes off. That's got the doctor and and nursey aboard, the real nursey. Yeah. Uh, but when they get to the satellite, they're caught immediately. The doctor tries bluffing it, but it yeah, doesn't it, work. Like, does it? It's total waste of time on his part, isn't it? He, get, he talks the real nurse into saying, "We'll go up here and we'll do this," and they're immediately caught. I yeah. love as well, while they're discussing all this in the sick bay, there's just a normal run-of-the-mill copper stood there. And I'm thinking, what is he making of all this? Because <laughs> they wouldn't have clued him in on it, would they? No, no. He said, what is going on here? There's a bunch of nutters. 
it, um, it, it, it's, a, it's a mad plan. And, and for the director to come out and say that his race is the most intelligent in the galaxy, yeah, that's all a bit rich, it's isn't like, it? Really, mate? You might want to rethink that. Um, yeah, the guy, I've forgotten his name already, but the air traffic controller one. Meadows. Meadow, Meadows. Um, he immediately becomes the turncoat, doesn't he? He's, do, he's, yeah. he's helping the doctor even when he would, didn't even need to. I said, why, have you, why are you suddenly 180 degrees gone the other way? Yeah. I, um, like the, I like the doctor, you know, he bluffs it. He says, well, we found the originals, yeah. and if you don't do what I say, we're going to, uh, we're going to disconnect you, and, and that's the end of you, your existence. I don't, I don't understand how taking this thing off the original's arm does what it does. No, it, it basically, it seems to melt the chameleon, doesn't it, from what we can see. Mm. Um, I, I don't know how it works. But, yeah, the Doctor, it's really good, this, because he's, he's literally all he's got is a bluff. Yeah. Uh, and that's his entire plan. But, luckily, the Commandant backs him up, doesn't he? Yeah. I do love it. It's, a, it's, it's like when they're talking on the phone. Which again is quite quaint, isn't it? That they're they're talking on the to the aliens via the radio. Yes. Um, and it's like um, like a conversation you would have with your your five year old kid, isn't it? Because he's going, um, uh, yeah, we found the bodies. Oh, have you? Well, where did you find them? No, you tell me first, and then I'll tell you when we found it. It's so brilliant. It's yeah. like it's the most um, it's the most obvious bluff as well, isn't it? And and it's like the the um, the pilot chameleon, who's at risk, he's like, "Well, no, we we can't, we can't take any chances." It's like it's so obvious they're bluffing. Yeah, but I I like the way we get a bit of a rebellion now, you know, and it, and it yes. is because the doctors, you know, planted this seed of doubt of uh, you know what the director's intentions are and how Captain Blade and the other one are expendable. Yes, you know? Tra- Troughton is. Or the second Doctor, I should say. He's great at sowing discontent, isn't he? Yeah. Really good. He stirs this right up. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's such a such a lovely way that he solves all this. Not through, you know, shooting people or having bigger weapons. He talks his way. Yeah. He persuades yeah. them all to, no, to it, give up. It's really good. Yeah. I, th- I think the director's killed, isn't he? He... Something yes. happens, and and I think Blade shoots him. Yeah, he's um, he's shot with one. You get the ray gun sound effect, so I'm presuming he's shot by Blade because he starts to panic and he's gonna like, yeah, no, we'll 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 do what they say, um, and and killed rather rudimentary off off camera, or yes, certainly off our yeah. off of our camera. Yeah, and the, and the doctor has said, you, you know, um, give everyone back. And you can just carry on your existence. I like yeah. the way he says, maybe your scientists can find a different way of, yeah. you, of solving your problem, you know? Yeah, it's, it, I mean, it's very magnanimous, isn't it? It's because at the end of the day, even if they've not killed anyone else, they've killed an RAF pilot. Yeah, yeah. It explicitly says, yeah. you know, um, yeah, we found the wreckage and the guy was electrocuted. Yeah, yeah. They've, they, they've murdered him. They've murdered that other inspector at the beginning. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about him, yeah. Yeah. All right, so um, what happens next is the Doctor finds Jamie. It looks like he's in a wardrobe. Yes. Yeah, and it, 
the the sound effect is very sliding plywood, isn't it? Yes. When they open the doors. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the inspector's in the one next door. Yeah. Um, and uh, and yeah, while while Jamie says goodbye to Samantha, up pops Polly and Ben. No mention from Polly about you know her her mind conditioning or anything. No, no, um, like where's she been and what's going on? Um, yeah, well, they where's just Ben's they, they been? just appear. Um, and then it's like, let's go back to the TARDIS, and then we get this really weird thing where Ben goes, "Oh, what day is it, Duchess?" Why does he ask that question? Yeah, and he he goes, "Oh, this is the day we left." Yes. So presumably, at this point in London, the war machines are attacking and all over the country. Yeah. No one mentions it. <laughs> no, no. It is funny, though, that, you know, I mean, that was the very first time, really, you were in contemporary London, um, you know, yeah. in the war machines. And the second time is Polly and Ben saying goodbye, you know, yeah. with this tailing on Gatwick. the same day. You're on the very um, same day. I don't know why they put that in, because it, it's not needed, and it just makes you think... It's mm. just rubbish. It's like, oh, yeah. well, this is the day that it all started. This is the time to finish it, um, you know, so bye-bye. Yeah, it, it's very, very, very perfunctory goodbye. Yeah. Um, and then we get this weird scene where the doctor says, oh, the car's there, off you go, and they drive off. And then Jamie goes, oh, we'd better get back to the TARDIS. And he goes, well, I wasn't going to tell anyone. Um, but it's disappeared. Yeah. And then the episode ends. Yeah, and they use the footage from the beginning of the story of um, you know the Doctor and Jamie walking around that corner. That's yeah. that, that's the same shot from when Polly was nabbed in episode one. That's it. Yeah. So yeah. that obviously wasn't how it ended, but that no. no it, again, I'd I'd love to see it. Um, yeah. But it's it's a little bit. I think, like you say, a four part. This would have been perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it might it might survive as a six part if we had all the episodes. But it is a little. There's a lot of padding in the middle episodes, watching it as a reconstruction. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I really enjoyed it. it I really good, enjoyed it. Rip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, fingers crossed, it does turn up at I some so, point. Yeah. Um, and that 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 need uh, uh, leads no, neatly into behind the scenes and about how episode three was returned back in 1987. Oh, right. It says episode three was returned in 1987 along with episode two of The Evil of the Daleks by a private collector who acquired the episodes at a car boot sale some years earlier. I reckon this is why you go to boot sales on a Sunday. It You're is. looking I out for missing episodes. I always have a look um, for, for reels of film. I've not found any yet. Not yet. Not yet, but you never know. Also, I, do you think that's just, uh, you know... what? If he, if whoever the collector is, if they had it illegally and had been hoarding it, if someone said to you, well, "Where did you get them from?" Yeah. you might go, "Oh, oh, a boot sale." It's either that or oh, I found yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I found it in a skip. Yeah, oh. all right. Um, yeah, but I mean, if if it's true and it was found at a boot sale, can you imagine that? You buy some film. And you're, you're like looking at the header, and it's oh, that looks like Doctor Who. Oh, that it's an episode that doesn't exist. I'll quickly contact the Levine. Well, well, that's not what he did because it no. it goes on to say here, um, this copy of the episode is slightly damaged and is missing approximately 19 seconds of footage, according to Toby Haddock 
on the DVD commentary. This is because the owner of the episode watched it excessively, and as a result, the film was starting to break in several places. However, the episode has been restored to its original length by using the complete audio tape, cutaways, and CGI. So he wore it out, basically. He wore it out. Yeah. What a git. Now, do you do you what a git? Um, do you agree with this point? Right. It says the BBC purchased a lot of stock footage of aeroplanes in flight from the from Film Centre International, and that footage still exists today. This technically means that surviving footage exists from episode 4, but it is debatable as to whether this counts as surviving footage as it was not filmed specially for the episode. Uh, I would say, yeah, I don't think you could count it as surviving footage, but you could put it back in. Yes, yeah. But I don't, yeah, it's it's the most boring footage. Yeah, yeah, it's Um, not sexy, is it? Yeah, it's not not at all sexy. Um, Well, I don't know, unless you find planes taking off and landing sexy. Not Um, particularly, no. somebody does. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, that that is an interesting point, actually. It's like, um, like in most of the Hartnells and early Troutons, it might have been all of the Troutons, the music was just stock music, so technically all the music exists. Yeah. Somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. And, yeah, you, you mentioned it, um, Shawcraft Models. This is the very last time they yeah. work for Doctor Who. Um, it says, um, due to numerous mishaps, the door to the satellite didn't work properly and the bulb on its base blew with no replacement on hand. Most severely, they had not considered how the satellite should be mounted and when they finally suggested hanging it from a wire, the model proved too heavy and fell to the floor. <laughs> Shawcraft was able to refurbish the prop. Oh yeah, refurbish the prop overnight, but only at the expense of several hours by work of work by Jerry Mills' team. Then, during the last day at Gatwick, Spencer's freezing gun broke, and it took the company several days to repair it. Right. Yeah, and after that, they weren't asked back. No. Mm. I, I mean, it's understandable. It was probably by that point. I imagine it wasn't a big deal for them doing it, was it? It was probably no. more hassle than it was no. worth. This is going to be difficult um, because usually when we do our adversary rating, we do design effectiveness, which then gives us a final tally. Now, in the case of, you know, the faceless ones, we've certainly got design, we've got stills, but we really don't know how effective it is, do we? No. There's there's an interesting still telesnap in, I think, episode six, uh, when the Doctor goes up to the space station and is immediately captured. There's a couple of shots where it's a long shot, and they obviously only had one chameleon suit, and he sort of stood about like a, an extra mm. would stand. So I, yeah, I'm not entirely sure whether they would work well like that. Um, but yeah, it's this a really difficult one to to score this because, like you said, we've only got a shot from the back of the head, which does look great, and a full and frontal, still, yeah. yeah. Shall we do what we did with um, Planet of the Giants then and just give a final adversary rating without yeah, trying yeah, to do I'll design think. and effectiveness? Yeah, I think so, yeah. And are, are we taking into account the their human form as well and the way they they acted? Like, yeah, say, let's very, add that in yeah. as well, but to just okay. give it a chameleon final tally. So yeah. what, 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 what do you reckon? Well, I, I really enjoyed them as adversaries. I thought they're... Although they're... Their backstory makes no sense. Their plan was quite interesting. I like there's some good actors playing it, and like you say, the the fact that they they got Fraser Hines to drop his accent was a great little touch. Yeah. Um, 
they look quite when they're in their original form they look quite good on the still and the the shots we've got um whether that would hold up if it's ever found i don't know but i really enjoyed them so I, i'm going to give them a seven okay that's exactly what i've got there we are. Oh, there we go. yeah okay nice and easy so let's put them in caravan number seven and it's a busy caravan is it yes so we have the monster version of the axons all right yeah the I can never say it. The Saturnians. Oh yeah, the the fishy vampires. The fish women. Yeah. yeah. Tim Shaw. Oh yeah, or toothy fella. Yeah. Sontaran Strax. Was he? The, he's not the chocolate one, is he? No, Strax? no, no, no. I don't know who Strax was. Um, oh. Solomon. They all look the same. Yeah. Who was Solomon? Solomon. Oh, he was. Um, wasn't that David Bradley? Yes, you're right. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Bostock. Oh, yeah, yeah, from uh, Rev- Remembrance of Dalek, Revelation, one of the Dalek ones. Yeah. Or seen his little dirty mate. Or seen his mate, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, Baldrick of the Baldrick, Doctor Who yes, world. Yeah. Uh, Tomb of the Cybermen, Cybermen. Yep. This Packer. is a good Packer! I knew you were going to do it. <laughs> and then Mr. Oak and Mr. Quill. From, oh, brilliant. Yeah, yeah from you know, Fury. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah that's, good, that, good that's a caravan. worthy place some to put classic, them in. Yeah, some classic old monsters and people. Yep, yep. So, I think that's fair enough, don't you? I think that's a good place for them, yeah. Yeah, all right. It might, if it turns up later on this year that it's been found, we might have to come and revisit. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, you, I mean, it was your turn to vote, on, uh, choose a Patrick Trelm, but there was only one left. Yes. Right. So, so, so we had no choice but to do this, which means it's my turn. It is, yeah. To do John Pertwee, but John you don't know this, Ian. You don't know this because oh. we haven't really discussed this. I'll tell you while the listeners listening, right? Yeah. Because we're running out of doctors now, right? <laughs> Basically, Much what like the NHS? Yeah. Because because I still want us to take it in turns with you know yep. doctors. So I, I I've got the third doctor next. So next time you've got to have the third doctor. What's going to happen next time we come round? I'm just looking down my list, right? At the end, right, we've got... You're going to do the 13th Doctor. Yeah. Then we'll do a special. And because it's your turn to do um, um, Hartnell, Hartnell, you do the Hartnell, but you also do John Pertwee. So next time round... Oh, two in a row. Well, you get three in a row. You get the 13th. You get oh. the first, then the third, and then oh, that lines things back up again because then I do Tom Baker, then you do Peter Davison, all right? Yeah, because perhaps I don't know whether um, our listeners have, have realised, but yeah, this was the last Trout. Yes, no yeah, more yeah to because do. we decided not to do historicals. Yes. We don't want to get hysterical with the historicals. Certainly not. No. no. So They're also incredibly difficult to score. Yes. This man in a skirt. <laughs> yeah. So here we go then. So um, John Pertwee is our next yes. story. I I have chosen the story. I have a clue for you and the listener. Oh, got it. Right. D- the next episode, we're going to uh, take a trip to the woods. To the woods. Yes. Okay. To the woods. This is, is there very hidden meaning. Or yeah. Is it yeah. 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 Right. This is a bit of a sneaky one. Okay. I'm sorry about this. A trip to the woods. I'm trying to think of any. Pertwee's that where he prances about in the forest. No, you might have to give me another clue. Um, Blake Seven Connection. Blake Seven Connection. Yeah, Trip much to the woods. A very famous Blake Seven Connection. I'm just trying to think. Well, I know uh, Paul Darrow was in the Silurians. 
But I can't think of any woods in there. No, it's not um, the Silurians. And anyway, uh, we've we talked about the Silurians we've, yeah, we've, already. We've we've done that. Um, very famous. Blake Seven connection. Just think, I'm Blake Seven Woods. Blake Seven Woods. Listener, have you got this? Blake yeah, Seven probably got Woods. My brain is not functioning. I don't. I honestly don't know. I can't piece it together. All right. I was useless at three, two, one. When I say woods, I'm not talking about a forest or anything to do oh, with trees. Okay. Is it Aubrey Woods? It is Aubrey Woods, Aubrey yes. Aubrey Woods. Is it uh, Day of the Daleks? Day of the, the Daleks, oh. yes. Yeah. Of course, of course. Oh, excellent. Yeah, that'll be a good one. Yeah, I, when we did the 70s um, um, Daleks special, you know, we brushed over Day of the Daleks, and I we said, did, we'll yeah. have to come back to talk about old Aubrey so, woods, so yeah. yeah, we can have a proper look at that story now and yes. really properly discuss the, the we... Terminator-esque plotline. Yeah, will we work out why they've all got shiny faces? <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, excellent. Look forward to that. Always happy to watch that one. Yeah, so there you go. That's our next one, all right? Excellent. Good stuff. Smashing. Looking forward to it. Okay, thank you, Ian. Thank you, listener. No problem. Thanks, uh, then. And we'll see you then, then. Right. Thanks, then. Right. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.